I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. You know, this really is, the Bible says, the day that the Lord has made, and we have a choice to rejoice. Doesn't that sound cool? We have a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. You know, we can choose life and choose life more abundantly. We can choose darkness and doom and gloom. You know, it's all out there. We can choose this and we can choose that. We can choose pizza and we can choose sandwiches. We have a lot of choices that we can choose. But today, as the Bible says, we can choose this day whom we will serve. And as for me and my household, we choose to serve the Lord. We look at the Bible and we want to find out about this energy system called faith. Why would you call it that? Well, I think we expend a certain amount of energy to believe. If you believe wrong, it takes a certain amount of energy. If you believe right, it still takes the same amount of energy. You can use energy, you can use everything inside of you, all your emotions to believe right, and with the exact same amount of emotions, believe wrong. Okay, so let's look at something here. This says God has not given to us. Uh, I say through grace given to me that everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think soberly that God has given to each of us the measure of faith. What does that mean? Okay, you have this ability to believe. Now, it's funny that God wants you to believe because he tells you about how to use your faith. He tells you how to exercise your faith. He says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God is in a sense meaning faith is strengthened by hearing the word of God. So we have this system called faith. And with that faith, we can believe for the positive to happen. We can doubt for the negative to happen. But we have this system called faith. We have this deposit from God called faith. Now he's telling us, don't think that you're some smarty party because you've got faith because God's given it to every person. Now, some people I believe exercise it different than others. I believe if faith comes by hearing the word of God, the more you hear the word of God, the more you exercise your faith. The more you hear the word of doubt, the more you exercise doubt. The more you hear the word of negative, naysaying, gainsaying, the more you exercise that. You see, I believe as the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his own heart, so he becomes. And when the Bible very clearly tells us to hide God's word in our heart, why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth begins to speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it eat the fruit thereof. Let's follow that pattern again. So here's something that happens and you have an opportunity. During that opportunity, you have the ability to take something and hide it into your heart. You can hide something that is a really ugly word, something that's really mean-spirited, and you take it upon yourself and you put it in your heart and you chew on it and you repeat it over and over until it's to the point where it is now a part of your system. Or you can take something extremely positive. Every good and perfect word comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Whatever things are good and pure and lovely and of a good report, think on these things as a man thinketh, so he becomes. You see, we have these opportunities to fill up our space. Let's call the areas, spiritually speaking, of your heart real estate. Say you have the real estate of your heart and you begin to put in that real estate negative and naysaying and gainsaying and, and awful words and words that are not to build you up, but to tear you down. And you begin to fill up the very cracks and crevices of your heart and absolutely fill every available space 
with all this negative junk. And then here comes a little bit of the positive word of God and you've got no room left in your heart. And then something happens and out of the abundance of your mouth, the abundance of your heart, your mouth begins to speak. Well, what's going to come out? Well, that's simple, whatever you put in. What do you get when you squeeze a lemon? You get whatever you put on the inside. What are you going to get when you need to call upon the abundance of your heart, your mouth begins to speak. Well, you're going to get whatever you hid in your heart. That's why God said, hide his word in your heart. Then I, the abundance of the heart, your mouth begins to speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The negative, the positive, the, the fear, the torment, the doubt, or the believing God comes out of your mouth. And they that love it, eat the fruit thereof. You're going to eat the fruits of your words. How many times did you hear growing up? You're going to eat your words. Make sure your words taste nice coming out because you're going to eat them later. Remember, okay, well, that's actually kind of a different translation of the Bible. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And they that love it eat the fruit thereof. Whatever starts pouring out, as a man thinketh in his own heart, so he becomes. So now you've got it hidden in your heart. You begin to speak it out. It has power that can infuse life or death through those words, and then you're going to eat the results. Wow. So then we look over and we see in Romans, and we pay very close attention to Romans 12, and we jump on the third verse that says, For I say that through the grace that is given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly as God has dealt to you the measure of faith. All right. So God's giving you this faith and given it to you to use. Now, that's your belief system. How are you going to use it? I have something I want to read to you. I was getting a cup of coffee the other day in a little break room in a, in a building that I was in. And I asked if I could use this because I, I, I still chuckle over it. This is an actual sign that was outside an elevator in another country and the person who made the sign was trying to translate the function of the elevator from their language to English so people would know how to use the elevator and what it was there for by translating it to, to English. To move the cabin, push bottom for wishing floor. If the cabin should enter more persons, each one should press a number of wishing floor. Driving is then going alphabetically by national order. Seriously, this is how the sign, <laughs> it makes me giggle. It's how this sign was translated of how to use the purpose of this elevator. Let me read it again to move the cabin. Push the bottom floor for wishing floor. If the cabin should enter more persons, each one should press a number of wishing floor. Driving is then going alphabetically by national order. What does that mean? It doesn't make any sense. And this was under the subheading called bad translations. You see, what happens is the information was there. It was translated through someone who did not have the whole ability to translate from one thing to another properly. And the net result was the fruit thereof. What a mess. The Bible is in front of us and it states very clearly that we have an opportunity to choose. We can choose to take our faith and we can use to expend it any way we want.
But with bad teaching, with bad translation, with bad information, with fear, with doubt, with torment, we can expend that energy system into something that will end up very negative and very destructive. But with good translation, with using the Word of God as our translator, we can take that same energy system and we can apply it for the good and for the great and for healing and for wholeness and for life and for life more abundantly. But it's up to us, like I said earlier, as the Bible says, to choose this day whom you'll serve. Now you can, you can serve doubt. And I'll tell you what, my friend, I believe you can serve fear with your whole heart. And you can serve worry and you can serve torment and you can serve a lot of interesting things. But when we use the Bible as our translator of how to operate that faith, bless their hearts, they couldn't figure out how to operate <laughs> that elevator because of the translator, right? But if we use the Word of God as our translator to show us how to operate our faith and how faith can come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and the Word of God can build you up to give you an inheritance and the Word of God that can tell you all things that are lovely and pure and of a good report, think on these things and that God has not given you the spirit of fear but power, love and a sound mind. How we can appropriate the things of the Bible when they're translated properly through the Word of God I remember one time I was sitting in a service that was, when I say jam-packed to the rafters, I mean jam-packed. And my precious father-in-law was the preacher, and he got up and he held up his Bible, and he began to open it, and he said to people, now, open your Bibles with me. And he said, I want you to turn to the book of opinion. <laughs> Some people actually start flipping through their Bible. And people began to giggle because they realized, there's no book of opinion in the Bible. And he said, there's no book of opinion in the Bible. You see, if we try and translate the Bible through the book of opinion, it's going to come out a little different every time because I'll have an opinion, you'll have an opinion, and then somebody will have an opinion about our opinions. It's sort of like that telephone game, you know, you pick up your phone and you call one person, and by the time they've called someone else and called someone else and called someone else and that person calls you back, you have no clue what they're saying when you started the conversation. So the book of opinion is not written anywhere in the 66 books of the Bible because it can be a bad translation that lets you really mess it up. That elevator was right there for people to use and it was for their benefit. But because of the translation, let's read it again. To move the cabin, push bottom for wishing floor. If the cabin should enter more persons, each one should press a number of wishing floors. Driven, I'm sorry, driving, driving is then going alphabetically by national order. What does that mean? That doesn't mean how you operate an elevator. And sometimes we let the silliest things tell us how to operate the Bible. You know, I always say, don't go to Goliath for advice on David's ministry. He doesn't translate it the same. Don't go to some outside source that is the negative, naysaying, gainsaying, secular, humanistic uh, opinions of trying to translate the living, breathing, expressing word of God because sometimes if you may want to choose to do that, they may not get the translation the way you would think the translation would be. It's translated through someone who doesn't necessarily translate it the way that perhaps you would translate it. I think we have to get to the place. Here's the gospel according to Lindsay, which is don't do any gospel according to a Lindsay, go to the gospel of the Bible. But I tell you what I would do, I go to the Bible. 
If I want to learn about Genesis, guess what? I go to Genesis. If I want to learn about faith God's way, I go to the Bible about faith God's way. If I want to learn Old Testament, New Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant, you go to the Bible because it is the Old Testament and the New Testament. You see, I think that we have got to say to ourselves, Father God, I'm willing to choose this day who I'm serving. And I am asking you, if I choose to serve you, Lord God Almighty, help me. Help me to get a Bible. Help me to understand the Bible. Help me to look at the Bible. Help me to translate things through the eyes of the Bible. Help me, Father God, to see things through the eyes of your faith. The Bible says very clearly in Mark 11, have faith in God. One translation says, have the God kind of faith. So Lord, I am asking for the God kind of faith, the God kind of belief system. And I pray for you today. I pray for you today from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. That as you see that you have this opportunity to take your belief system and to appropriate it, whether you appropriate it towards fear and doubt and torment or you appropriate it towards the faith and the love of God, I pray that you appropriate it towards God according to His word and His will for your life. I pray for God to bless you in every area of your life, that as faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you begin to listen to the word of God. Yes, we're gonna hear a lot of things on the outside. We're gonna hear things in the world. We're gonna have to process things in the world. But if we process them, if we translate them through the faith of God's word, then I believe we'll get the answer from God's word. I pray for you today in every area of your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.